0: So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between, the world of online dating. I'm Erica. And I'm Chris.
1: If this is your first time with us, we have a few other great episodes, especially if you want to learn about Chris's background, my background, and how he and I met online. So I talked to Randall, and he had an interesting dating story. It's something we've talked about. You and I have talked about before, where a lot of people put a lot of expectation into the first date after a divorce or after a long-term relationship. <laughs> yes. And this story is definitely no exception.
2: Okay, let's listen. So we met online. It was just after my divorce. Okay. I decided I was making a real effort to be less shallow.
1: I like that. That's nice.
2: My ex-wife has said I, and she had accused me of being shallow. So I wanted to prove her wrong, especially after seeing the movie Shallow Hal.
1: I'll admit that I don't know that movie.
2: All right. So Shallow Hal is a movie starring Jack Black. Okay. Where the main character is totally obsessed with a woman's appearance. Uh-huh. All he can see is her outer beauty becomes transformed by Tony Robbins. Okay. To where he can only see their inner beauty and it changes his life. And I decided that I would now look for inner beauty. Okay. And I thought the best place to do it would be online, where I could actually examine the love interest I had, right, yeah. a woman.
1: And you could read a little more versus just seeing a picture.
2: Well, it, I could do more than just being out at the bars. Right. Oh, right? that's true, where, yeah. Which is typically where I met people I would date. Mm-hmm. You know, in a drunken steak, you know, <laughs> dim yeah. light, you know, and then realize later on who I was actually dating.
1: Yeah, and everyone looks good in the dark. Anyway, sorry. With
2: your goggles. <laughs> exactly. So I decided I would take a more in-depth approach, Uh look for inner beauty online. I
1: like this. This is like a good, valiant effort. I like it. Yeah.
2: And this is 15 years ago. This is is before Match.com. So
1: what site did you use?
2: Matchmaker.com.
1: Okay, I'm in this biz and I don't even know (laughs) Matchmaker.com.
2: Matchmaker.com. One of the first ones that I stumbled across. Again, this is 19... uh, This is 2001. I uploaded my profile mm-hmm. and I took like the best pictures of the past decade. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> like, what, what pictures did I looked really good. I found this one where I was camping and looked really rugged. Oh, that was of my course. My profile picture.
1: Uh huh. I'm not gonna comment right now on on how recent your picture should be, but
2: okay. <laughs> and I'm searching through, looking for inner beauty. Uh huh. Right on the site, and that's when I found Jill, a swimsuit model. Ooh, could Ooh. you
1: tell that from the Well, wait, I thought we were looking for
2: interviewing. beauty (laughs) here. Well, she seemed to be very caring, very kind. Uh She had a very well-written profile. And most importantly, when I wrote to her, she wrote back to me.
1: Well, that is the most important, right?
2: And her writing was thoughtful.
1: Good. Okay.
2: she, She seemed to be warm and kind and intelligent.
1: And it didn't hurt that she was a swimsuit model.
2: And it didn't hurt. So after a bunch of emails back and forth, we got on the phone and... We would talk for like three hours, sharing our dreams. You know, she had just gotten out of modeling and was ready to focus on her domestic life. You know, a relationship, and we seemed to be on the same page. Okay. So we decided we have to meet, right? Obviously. After all, after all this, and this is when I when I discovered something about the site that I hadn't realized before. She was in the coastal region. And this is California Bay Area. I was in the in the Bay Area region. Right. Which is. Kind of close to the coast, but then I realized that she was about five hours away.
1: Five hours? So did you offer to drive the five hours?
2: By now, I was already hooked. You know, i had already dreamed that this girl was my ultimate fantasy girl. <laughs> so I'm all in.
1: So no question. No
2: question. So I got up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. That's dro- dedication.
2: And drove. The only place I knew of in Santa Barbara, where she lived, was the Mission the Santa Barbara Mission. I remember it being very romantic, so we met at the top of the mission steps. Drove down there, and as soon as I pulled into the parking lot for my car, I recognized her. Long, blonde hair, you know, a, a model-esque, uh, thin appearance. Okay. She's standing there like a goddess, like an angel. Uh-huh. And um, I quickly, you know, we quickly say hello. She recognizes me, which I'm kind of surprised because...
1: Because your pictures were 10 years old? <laughs> yeah.
2: um, we go into a cafe, order some iced teas... There's some small talk. Now, she looks a little older than her profile, but then again, so do I, so mm-hmm. it's no big deal. And she's nervous. I think it's, you know, she's nervous about looking older than her profile.
1: Were you nervous?
2: I was I was a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Wondering if she would accept me, you know, for who, for who I really am, not for who I projected on the profile. And she just kind of abruptly interrupts the conversation and she says, I haven't been completely honest with you.
1: That is nothing you want to hear in the first minute of your date.
2: Right. And first she says that she has a baby, which. You have kids. I have right? kids. Yeah, yeah. I have two kids. Right. I like kids. Wasn't wasn't a big deal but for me. But then, you know, and as I start to go into this not a big deal thing, she says, no, wait. It was the delivery. While giving birth, I had emergency double organ failure. Oh, my God. They had to perform this emergency transplant to save my life. While giving birth, They, they she starts to like motion to her, her blouse, and she starts to unbutton her blouse, which normally I like when a girl does. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: but she's telling me about the scar she has from the incision they made doing the emergency double organ transplant. And it's a scar, yeah. and, it's, and it's a nasty scar that's right... You know, right in front. And she only unbuttons a couple buttons, but I get the idea. It's like as thick as my thumb, and it's a pretty gnarly scar, and and it goes like the entire length of her torso. But I'm thinking it's only skin deep. And also... Inner beauty. Yeah, inner beauty. (laughs) I'm also emotionally scarred from my divorce. so So
1: you're in sync, sort of. Yeah,
2: we're in sync. And I'm taking all this in. I
1: don't know why she told you.
2: I think she decided that since it came so far and since yeah. this has potential, better to lay the cards on, on the table. And I, I appreciated that. And I'm, I'm kind of reeling about, wow, you had this emergency transplant surgery while giving birth. Should have been a happy time. Right. And now it's a crisis for you. And she said, yeah. Um, and then she said her body rejected the organs. She, God. They had to put her on steroid treatment to keep the organs alive while her body fought off this... It's, this Alien invasion, right? This uh, this, this foreign body in, in her body. Different organs. So her body at first tried to fight them off, uh-huh. rejecting them. Gave her steroids to keep the organs alive. She ended up spending several weeks in the hospital. And while she was in the hospital, she developed an infection in her toes. Apparently, there wasn't enough blood flow. Something she developed gangrene in her feet. Oh,
1: my God. And you're learning all of this within the first two minutes of the day?
2: Uh, maybe now 20 minutes. Okay. All right. Right? And she looks down at her, at her feet, and I. She looks on her, I look down at her. What she's looking at her feet, and she raises the pant legs up, and there's two silver metal poles <gasps> where her ankles should be. Wow. She's on prosthetics, and
1: so you've now met her. She's told you she has a huge scar, scar.
2: and Shit. she's on prosthetics. Wow. And I've never been that close to somebody with prosthetics. All I can think of is a news story that was currently running about Paul McCartney dating Heather Mills, who happens to have a prosthetic. He's oh, uh-huh. a model with a prosthetic. And I'm thinking, Paul McCartney is cool. <laughs> you know, it, it's cool. I mean, so it's, how
1: are you feeling about her at this point?
2: Well, I'm still thinking about the connection we had from the email and the phone calls uh-huh. and from my fantasy image that had built up. Because we had, we had talked for... Three weeks uh-huh. before we got together. So right. I had already built up this big image of, this is my perfect ideal woman. And now she's revealing surface sea scars. And I'm thinking of shallow Hal. I'm like, for who the person is on the inside right. is really a great person. And almost thinking that it's kind of noble to see past these scars, like Paul McCartney has done. So I'm thinking, this is a this is my chance to prove that I've become more in-depth, less shallow.
1: I feel like there's more. Yeah, there is one. Oh, no. I feel like everything happens in threes. I feel badly for this one. I mean...
2: Yeah. She said that after the surgery and after the amputations and after being in a wheelchair for months, when she got fitted with prosthetics, it was freedom for her. She got a chance to actually get out of the house. Right. To actually feel like she was human again, not wheelchair bound. She got invited to a party, a fancy party, and she dressed up and she says me. Did you know that hairspray is really flammable?
1: Oh my God.
2: And I'm afraid to know what comes next.
1: I'm afraid to know what comes next.
2: Because She says that and she got too close to these like lit candles. She, she was, was kind of unsteady on the prosthetics. She, she, you know, still was wobbly on them and okay. she like bumped into some candles and her hair caught fire.
1: Oh my God.
2: And it just went up and she froze because she didn't know what to do. She didn't know how to handle the prosthetics. She didn't know, didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. And she just, she just stood there in a panic while while her hair was quickly in flames. And thank God, she says, thank God this guy took out his sport coat, threw it over her head, and put the fire out.
1: A man put the fire out with his sport coat?
2: Yeah, he just saw it, took the sport coat off, threw it over her head, put the fire out, but it burned 80% of her scalp. And, and she lifted up the edge of her wig. To show me that this is a wig. That image of imagining her with her hair on fire, and I just needed a break. Well, <laughs> I just...
1: were her pictures her before all of these things? Yeah. Oh.
2: And she and she did still look like that, just a little older version. And from a from a photograph, you can't tell what's under your pant cuff, of course or, not, or under your blouse, or under your, your, w- or under your wig. wig, right? These are all just, you know, under the surface things. I and, mean, and, but on your, not character things. On
1: your quest for inner beauty, though, I mean, I bet you didn't expect this to be your first date out there.
2: This this was a I real, mean, this is a true test. Yes, absolutely. And I just needed a time. I needed a, a time out, a huddle. Yeah. And so I said, "Let's go to a movie." So, like, you know, so I wouldn't have to like engage in conversation. I could just kind of check out. And so we walked a couple blocks down to the Cabrillo Theater. And as we got close, I saw the movie poster for *Shallow Hal*. Oh no. I had two thoughts. One, I really could use the pep talk, but two, it would be way too obvious. So we went into A Beautiful Mind instead.
1: <laughs> also a good movie. Also
2: a good movie. we finish the movie, I invite her to dinner. We sit down at dinner and she pulls a mini photo album out of her purse and starts showing me the pictures that I saw on her profile, uh-huh. pictures of her swimsuit modeling career.
1: So she's trying to hold on to that, maybe?
2: She, she says to me, look, I, I really am a swimsuit model. But what struck me is she still sees herself as beautiful. Even with the accident, you know, the scars, she still sees herself as a beautiful person.
1: I mean, that's great for her self-confidence. But online, that's a different story.
2: I was having trouble with that.
1: Right. Understandably. I don't care how not shallow or shallow you are. When someone portrays him or herself as something and maybe... Was that something, but yeah. isn't now? And while you can't hold all of these accidents against her, obviously that's a really tough position to be
2: in. It is. And I wrestled with it. But by now it was like 8 p.m. We'd spent eight hours together.
1: Oh my God. Uh-huh. I, I have still have a five hour drive back. home. Right.
2: So I drive back home and I didn't date her again. Mm. I, I talked to her about I was having trouble with the contrast, I, I couldn't be the person that I wanted to be. I couldn't get past it, but I never stopped thinking about that, about how hard it is to actually only see inner beauty, even when, even this person who was wrapped up in this beautiful, Passion, fashionable right? package with with long blonde wig, fancy shoes, fancy you know outfit, still there was there was scars in, in the way that prevented me from going any further with her. So I I, I didn't see her again, but now yeah. fifteen years later. I now know she has found a real connection. Good. I was telling this to a bar, to this bartender at a wine at a wine shop, and he says, "I know Jill." What? Yeah, he says, "I know exactly who you're talking about." He says, "I rented an, an Airbnb from Jill and her husband over the summer."
1: That's a crazy coincidence.
2: Crazy coincidence, but he's like, it couldn't be anyone else, right? Because exactly, this, she told me the same story. But what struck me is when he said Jill and her husband.
1: I think that's great. So, but uh, I have to wonder, did she start feeling comfortable with who she is today, outwardly? Or I wonder if the same, you know, if he has the same first date story as you. Wow.
2: Yeah, I don't even, been,
1: I, I don't even know what to This would be a end. better
2: story because they end up, well, they end yeah, up together. Well, yeah, this would
1: end better. Wow.
2: Apparently he could see the inner beauty.
1: I, <laughs> I You're big for telling this story. I, I applaud you. I think there are so many things that Chris and I will delve into about this story. I mean, one, post-current pictures. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. That's one thing it did. It made me post-current pictures. Good. I took down all my outdated photos right after that.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. I don't have anything else
2: (laughs) witty to say
1: about it. I
2: left you speechless.
1: You did. You left me speechless, which (laughs) is hard to do. Here's the thing. Do you hate being single on the holidays? You have matching snuggies just waiting to be broken out? If you're single this holiday season and you don't want to be, but remember, single by choice is A okay, then check out psychologist and relationship expert Antonio Borello's five tips to take charge of your love life on YouTube. In eight minutes, he gives you all the tools you need for the holiday season and beyond. And while you're there, subscribe to his channel, and mention that you heard about it on So We Met Online. Also sponsoring today's episode is the book, Love at First Sight. This is my book. I guide you through how to do online dating successfully. It's a perfect gift for the holiday season, and it comes in ebook form as well. You can find it on Amazon when you search Love at First Sight,
0: S-I-T-E. I will say Shallow Howl is a fairly good movie. Maybe
1: we'll watch it. You
0: haven't seen it?
1: Okay, no. You
0: still haven't seen it?
1: Okay, I'm not a movie buff. Leave me alone.
0: Uh There are a lot of elements when it comes to first dates and the emphasis we put on looks. Well, sure. Right? And we also... I don't care if it's
1: 15 years ago or today. Exactly. It's human nature.
0: Right. And... Tinder was built on swiping left and right based solely on looks.
1: I mean, do you remember the site Hot or Not?
0: Yes. Yes. I
1: mean, it was basically Tinder without the dating. So, I remember I had a boyfriend in college. He put himself on Hot or Not just for like some sort of weird personal <laughs> validation. And then told me about it.
0: Okay. Oh, geez. Anyway. The shallowness that we kind of base at times that's a real thing and so to look past that can be challenging for a lot oh, of people it's,
1: it's tough for sure
0: but I do know of several stories people I've talked to and met over the years where they have gone in with very good intentions and they've said This person isn't necessarily what I'm attracted to, but I have really good chemistry with them and I want to get to know them better. Well,
1: what is that chemistry based on, though? Because I would give the advice, I mean, I think Randall has learned a lot in the last 15 years, but I would give the advice then or now not to have too much communication before the first date because you build up unrealistic expectations. Now, in their case, they were five hours away, so they had to do some form of communicating beforehand, but... Once you build those expectations, it's really hard for someone to live up to
0: them. Sure. So at some point in time, how do you differentiate going on the first date solely based on their looks versus based on what you're reading in a profile?
1: It's important to take the profile into account, of course. And I mean, when I'm messaging someone before the date, I at least want to make sure they can string together a complete sentence. (laughs) But beyond that, I don't want to know too much. I'm in the minority. I don't look people up before a date. Right? I know that makes me a dinosaur, but that's okay because I like to learn about people on the date itself.
0: We also know that... If
1: I were a dinosaur, ooh, ooh, I'd be a stegosaurus.
0: <laughs> just,
1: just for no reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what would you be? Uh, I would be a... I don't know. You'd be
1: a pterodactyl.
0: A pterodactyl?
1: Then you could fly around. Yeah,
0: that's and true. Get I us do like food. to I like to fly. Go get me so. a burrito.
1: I'll fly mm-hmm. and get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so it also is a challenge when we know that people are posting older photos,
1: which is more common. First of all, don't do it. I right. Mean, that's, <laughs> that's the gist of it. But it is more common on sites like Match.com or eHarmony or even OkCupid, but on the apps, a lot of the information is coming from Facebook, so it doesn't happen as much that people are posting older pictures on the apps. Also, with younger people, it's kind of a given that somebody is going to, quote, research you before the date, so the pictures kind of have to be current because someone's going to look up your Facebook and see what
0: you look like. Yeah, we had a conversation on stalking people before oh, your yeah. date. Look, but-
1: I've come around to the fact that it's gonna happen like I still don't care for it and I still don't do it which I know makes me old-fashioned or maybe even puts me at a disadvantage when I go on dates but I like to take the date at face value now I assume now that people have looked me up before the date which is not an assumption I would have made say two years ago yeah
0: yeah I definitely believe it's become more popular or more easy to do recently
1: right now how recent do the pictures have to be I will say within the last year unless you have changed something major about yourself. For example, I dyed my hair fairly recently. And so it was important to post pictures with the new hair color because the last thing you want is to get on a date and for someone to say, you don't look like yourself.
0: I saw a profile once and she had five pictures on her profile. And in all five pictures, she had a different color hair.
1: Well, maybe she dyes her hair all the time. Well, which yes, I get that. That makes sense.
0: But I was swiping through and I'm like, well, which version am I getting? So ask her. When I show up, which one am I getting?
1: Which, which, you know, if you're, what are uh, Skittles or Taste the Rainbow? Which which rainbow, what what am I tasting tonight? (laughs) No, 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 no! Oh, come on. That was not a euphemism for anything. Okay. But I will say the older people get, the more apt they are and again it doesn't make it okay to post older pictures one because you probably just have more pictures from certain time periods and two you think you look less different so if i were 66 years old say and i posted a picture of myself at 52 i probably think it's still in the realm it's not sure but i'm 36 if i post a picture of me at 22 i'm a different person
0: right Exactly. So
1: none of us think we look different because we see ourselves in the mirror every day Mm -hmm. but you know when you don't see someone for six months you notice if they've picked up a few pounds or if they've lost weight or if they have more ear hair than they used to whatever it is but we don't notice that on ourselves because we see ourselves every day. Yeah yep. I also want to talk about with regard to Randall's date and all of the things she showed him on the date, her, her burn and her scar and her prosthetics and all of that, it kind of made me think about what if you have a disability? This is separate and apart from the woman on Randall's date. This is a more general question because I've worked with people before who had, you know, various things in their lives. And the question is, you have three choices. Do you post these things, whatever it is? And obviously it differs uh, person to person and whatever this disability or perceived disability is. But do you post it in your profile or do you express it to someone after you've connected but before you meet? Or do you wait till you've met? Now, I had a client who was in a wheelchair. That was important that we express that in his profile because it's going to be the first thing people yeah, notice. Totally. And you have to make sure that your date is comfortable with the fact that you're in the wheelchair or is at least aware of it, right? You don't want to get to the date, have the person see that you're in a wheelchair, and, and if they have any preconceived notions about what that means, reject you for that. Right. So that's important to say up front. I've also worked with a client who was deaf. We did put that up front, too, because on dates, he would bring a notepad. I had a client who was blind. We put that up front as well because certain little things, like he had to... Take the subway to a date because he wasn't driving. So he felt that that was important to share up front, and I completely agree. Now, if it's something that is not surface or if it's something else, I can't even think of any examples right
0: now. I met somebody who was deaf in one ear, okay. and they didn't share that on their profile. And when I got to the date and I started communicating with them and talking with them, They said, I'm really sorry, I'm deaf in this ear, I can't really hear, you're going to, you know, so if I turn to the left or whatever, that's why.
1: No, I wouldn't see that as a need to know up front. So
0: I do think that there are some levels or what you should share on your profile versus what you probably could share in person. Sure. But I do believe it's very important to be... More open about that sooner rather than later.
1: Right. This is probably about six years ago. I had a female client in her 60s. And I don't want to use this word, but I have to. She was, I'll go with particular, about who she would go out with. And she didn't want to go out with most of the people I found for her online for one reason or another. And she connected with this man also in his 60s. And they had a nice rapport online. And then after they scheduled the date, but before they met, He sent her an email saying, I have to tell you something. I don't remember what the particular, what he called it, what scientific name it was. But he had had some sort of issue with his stomach. And he needed a tube to eat. And it had to be liquefied. And he said, I'd love to go out for tea, you know, which is a liquid. And I just want to express this to you up front. And I hope you'll still want to go. And she pleasantly surprised me when she went and actually liked the guy. I thought that that was appropriate. At that point to tell sure. the person. And then yeah. if she didn't want to go, so be it. And if she did, okay.
0: Yeah. Again, I think a common theme in a lot of our podcast is honesty is always the best policy. Right. Is being able to share who you are. So
1: where's the line? I mean, that's a tough one.
0: Well, I don't know if there really is a line. Well,
1: like, for example... Okay, how about a sexually transmitted disease? I don't think that's anyone's business up front, right? And a client of mine went out with someone. And this was so long ago. I don't remember who, who had what. But the person expressed on maybe the third date that he or she had genital herpes. Mm-hmm. And the, my client was really upset about this saying, this person should have announced that up front. And I disagreed. I said, look, less a medical issue. I mean, you know, that's common, actually. It's more of a stigma issue. And why should this person be telling all the strangers online? And we don't know if this person's going to sleep with you yet. Like, I think that's something intimate that can wait.
0: Well, I think that specific conversation goes hand in hand with just having sex with a person and and how you pace that, right? Sure. So we've talked about sex on the first date or sex on the second date, third date, fourth date, we whatever. About sex right? a lot. Yeah, we do. So if I'm on the first date and it's really just about getting to know somebody, I might not be thinking about having sex with this person at all. Right. Right. So yeah,
1: right, come on now. <laughs> give me so a break. It, it
0: may not matter, but I think for a female, right, they've already started to sit there and say, I'm going on this date with a hope or with a an outlook and a, almost an expectation that if it goes well, I want it to go to the oh my next goodness. level. That is
1: the opposite of what I would say. I would say the man goes on the date. He has his little binary one, I'll sleep with her, zero, I won't. And a woman takes the whole package into account. Well, now,
0: no, that's what I'm saying is you're right with the guys has the rating system. I know. But the, but the woman does take that whole package into consideration. Sure. And so if that whole package leaves out like, oh, he's got a sexually transmitted disease, that just negates everything that she has built up for I in that package.
1: Because if that came out before someone got to know you, then you would be dismissed simply based on that. Your entire reputation, your entire whatever would be based on your sexually transmitted disease. What if you really start to like someone, and that's just one part of them, and you figure it out? I don't know.
0: Well, but I would, I would have to say that there are probably plenty of people in this world who would not date somebody because of that.
1: I agree with that. Is so, that the most important?
0: Is that the most I- important thing? I don't know. It's how much emphasis do you place on sex? Maybe you're the type of person who doesn't like to have sex in your relationships, in which case, I know it's not either of us, but, you know. What are you
1: talking about? I'm I'm a perfect angel.
0: Yes, but, you know, if sex is a very low priority in your relationship, which case maybe that's the non-issue for you.
1: That's a really tough one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Let me take this in a different way. So in Randall's story, you mentioned where maybe she was holding on to her past, right? Where this is where she was coming from. Right. And this was sort of her past life was what she wanted to still portray
1: yeah. her I mean, to be. When he right? said she still sees herself as beautiful, I take that when he first said it to me. I took that as she loves herself as she is today, but then I thought about it, and I think she was trying to hold on to this previous life, which it's hard because, look, no matter what your previous life is, I was even having this conversation with my best friend the other day. We were on the phone, and I said, we've been friends for maybe three years. She's like a new best friend, and I said, you didn't know me before. She's never known me in a serious relationship. She's never known me as the person who took tap dance class. I'm making stuff up, but she's never known me in this other place in my life. You know, I used to be one of those girls who was chomping at the bit to get married and have kids. I'm not that person now. A lot has changed, but she doesn't know me as that. So regardless of this woman in Randall's story or just anyone who has a past and a present, Somebody is never going to know your past.
0: Right. And so that goes into a quick story that I have. I was in a long-term relationship uh, shortly after my divorce. So this was about uh, six years ago, seven years ago. And I was dating this wonderful woman. We got along wonderfully. And in the process of the time we were together, she had an accident. And with the accident, she had... Uh, ended up getting a disability in Mm. her left leg okay now we would go like to Disneyland together and we would take walks and all of a sudden she would start to have pains or she would be limping or she couldn't walk and I at times found myself like let's go let's go Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, I still saw her as the person she was when we met. Right. And it was a challenge for me at times to. I'm sure, it
1: was a challenge for her too. Oh,
0: it was a huge challenge for her. I mean,
1: if you're an active person.
0: Right. So it was a definitely a time for us to navigate how do we handle this right. when we can no longer do. You knew do, the
1: before and the after.
0: Right. And we can no longer do those things that we bonded doing together.
1: Yeah, I mean that's just not her being accepting of her present self, but it's you being accepting right. of her present self too.
0: Right, and I think there's that age-old question like, if I was to be in a horrible accident, would you still love me?
1: I would still love you, Chris.
0: Well, but but that. I
1: mean, just to be serious, that is a question. Right,
0: and I think a lot of times people say, "Well, yes, I will always love you. I will always love you." Until that happens, and then it's that. What's happening? You know, am, right. it, it, can I handle this?
1: Right. I bet it would be hard to be on both sides of, yep. of something like that. Because if you meet someone after something happens, whatever that thing is, right. then you only know them as that and you love them as that.
0: Right. And I was fully in love with this woman and I still saw what her. What happened? Uh, I mean, it's a long story, but she basically broke her ankle. No, and, not that. What oh. happened
1: in the relationship?
0: Oh, she cheated on me.
1: Oh, for crying out loud. I think we've talked enough about this. Anything else to add? Oh, well, boy, oh boy, Chris. Thank you for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.